1: And welcome to the Raw Review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Dudley Boys of What Culture, Michael Hamplot and Michael Seduick, here to review everything that happened on last night's episode of Monday Night Raw. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review Raw but also SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT 2.0, oh. AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, Pay Per Views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions and a round-up of the week complete with a burning quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, they're joined by Hamlet and Sidwick to review last night's Raw. And as I always said with Austin Theory, just let it play out, Michael Hamflet.
0: Uh Yeah, this is a bad show. This was a bad show. Monday I Night- quite enjoyed it. Monday Night Raw is now a bad show, but it has flashes of things I like, right? Um, and what I've realised is that the difference between this bad show with flash of things I like versus the old era's bad shows with flash of things I like is that the things I like might lead to stuff I also like. It might lead to pay-per-view matches. There's a couple of things on here that set up stuff at the Survivor Series that continues to allow you to think about things for WrestleMania, that sort of stuff. Um, But that, at this point, is, like, I think I had way higher bare minimums than like my esteemed colleague would for triple h but that is absolute bare minimum praise i can offer at this point when vince mcmahon did a flash for thing i like on a bad raw it may as well have not have existed the following week that was the most frustrating element it was like oh this could be good next week character doesn't even exist anymore they it off whatever now the flashes are for plotting for long-term storytelling but this was a bad raw and we're in it's so regular now that it just feels like that's where we're in that's triple h's new holding pattern that's a shame
2: bad dialogue bad characters bad comedy, moderately good wrestling, but I'll tell you something, right? And I'm going to tell you it. Go on, sorry. Uh, Ten years ago to pretty much the month, I think, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Minoru Suzuki was awarded um, the first five-star rating from any Japanese pro wrestling match for like years and years and years. Uh, There were some dotted around in the 2000s, dwarfed by what came after Mm -hmm. this absolute masterpiece between Tanahashi and Suzuki. Um, Even that year, he'd given David Richards versus Michael Elgin the full five, the year prior, Punk Cena, but there were few and far between. And this Suzuki-Tanahashi match is said to have ushered in this absolutely incredible era of great in-ring action and critical acclaim. So what I'm getting at is we are 10 years into the new normal, the new standard of great in-ring wrestling. And when I see it on Raw, and technically some of this was incredibly accomplished stuff. So what? Especially if the crowds don't care. It's like I just, it's so part and parcel now of pro wrestling that unless I'm into the vibe of the show overall, or it's a particularly outstanding or different match, or the crowd is just super bang into it, Good technical professional wrestling just loses me. It just does. And maybe that's a bad way of looking at it, but it just doesn't thrill me or excite me. It's no longer outstanding. It's no longer remarkable. It's the new normal. Mm. And I just can't get, I can't do cartwheels for quote-unquote good wrestling on a show that otherwise I just think wasn't very good. That um, exact match comparison came into my head this morning. Very apt,
0: very apt indeed, because Tana in that match, Tanahashi was thought absolutely doomed until the heroic follow-up and follow-through, not unlike the trajectory of Austin Theory. So I too can add Austin Theory to Hiroshi Tanahashi. I don't even think it was that good, but we'll get into
2: it. We'll get into it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I can't decide whether, because I quite enjoyed this show, to be perfectly honest, right. but I don't know whether that was because I was so rock bottom last week that anything was going to be an improvement, but I was pleasantly surprised with what they did with, with Austin Theory throughout this show, even in a match where... I don't know, it was weird because they sort of relied on my WWE brain where I was like, right, so they've just chucked him in there with Dolph Ziggler because Dolph Ziggler can bump and make anyone look good. But then also, and, and he can get an easy victory to get back on course, but then they also played with, oh no, we're really going to bury him. We're going to make him lose to Dolph Ziggler here. So I quite enjoyed that in a weirdly sort of perverse way. I really enjoyed the main event, but like you say, I understand where you're coming from, that it's just like, oh cool, it's good wrestling and it didn't really, it was just chaos basically by the end of the main event, but... Yeah, I can't decide whether I enjoyed this show just because I was like, well, at least it's not last week, or, I or think, what?
0: I think th- in terms of Austin Theory, I, I, I'm not really. I didn't want to think of a Rush Channel. Jesus Christ, I just want to make it perfectly clear. Yes. Or what I want to put those two in the same sentence. Um, this might be the ultimate example of Sidgwick's Triple H does the bad thing to do the good thing, in that he, like, that was the absolute worst thing last week. Mm. How uh, How bad can you get that you can then write around it and make it seem like the bad thing was the real quiz. We're, that that had to be that bad in purpose in order for us to do the good thing we do this week. Um, and I still can't really work out if one thing justifies another because I, too, had a bit of time for Austin Theory this yeah. week. And I haven't had time for Austin Theory ever. So w- did they need to go that far in order to make you care? For the, certainly for me, making me care for the first time ever about this character. Maybe. I don't know. Like, you know, we'll get into it. But I just, like, for the first time ever, I, I did care for five seconds and I did think oh there's actually a bit of logic to this character but how much did you really need to bury him in order to get there in the first place like how many Vincent Man ideas do you have to not just mercy kill but slaughter in front of him in order to
2: rebuild
1: from scratch yeah there was an interesting thread on this from is it Backup hangman Adam Pierce is the Twitter. Backup hangman is the abbreviation. Yeah. The guy a is... A great guy. He's a great guy. He did a really interesting th- thread on theory because he said not, he's not buried theory. He's What he's done is, like you say, he's stripped away all those elements that Vince had just sort of glommed onto him. And he's mm. sort of... He's so, I don't know why I'm picturing a kebab, but like, you know, you cut a bit off a kebab each time, the circle of meat, yeah. each time. So he's like... Right, we're gonna have Kevin Owens Why say, "Talk about kebabs." Kevin Owens burying. I love him. them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: it's be a great shawarma place near my old job, so you could get a shawarma lo- like lunchtime meal. Oh, I'm Don- 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 a Madonna purist. Fantastic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but like you had, you know, Roman say, "I'm a
0: Madonna purist." Like nothing past sort of 1997. Basically, the
2: Immaculate Collection, mm. and then Frozen Fro- Ray of Light, and then What's, what about Frozen? Frozen?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a Ray of Light. Think album. I think this. I think that like that feels like the um. Like, unexpected DVD extra of the Immaculate Collection. Mm. And then after that, I can't am out. Like, music was a shambles. You kind of... Baby shambles. You kind of piss <laughs> around with Ali G and do, like, Western-themed pop.
2: No, she lost it, but yeah. great in a day. Yeah.
1: Anyway, uh, <laughs> Kevin Owens took bits away from his character. Romeraine says, your daddy's not here anymore. And then you had the big... Hung up? Hung up's a banger. Hung up's yeah, a banger. that was
0: good, actually. That was the upper...
1: <laughs> um... So he, he that one that ended where she's
0: going like, I do yoga and Pilates. Do you think I'm dead? Is died. And she was trying to make some sort of political statement about the Bush administration or something like that. Oh, Useless. <laughs> Useless. Felt a little bit sad for her when she fell over at the Brits and everybody was just like, ah, oh, <laughs> that was just, just laughed, hilarious. Just laughed online. It was like, really uh, funny, like a music icon
1: falling flat on her ass. Funny. Um, but yeah, they, they really stripped his character down. But like you say, I don't know whether they quite had to go as far as they did with Austin Theory in terms of, yeah, cashing for a mid-card title that you've already won sort of thing. It
0: was believable rock bottom. Mm. So him talking his way out of rock bottom. So many WWE characters have been abused over the decades that it's scarcely believable now when, ironically, Adolf Ziggler would say, I'm going to have to leave this belt behind. Like, I don't know what this industry is for anymore. Only to come back in the Royal Rumble and make his position even worse than it was before. This felt like, I, I believed his yeah. lowest step. Yeah. If you're going to reboot yourself, I believe that.
1: Right, let's dive into it then. Uh, The show opened with the, uh, well, one of the stars of Monday Night Raw coming out, of course, Seth Rollins. (laughs) So he comes out as a video package, (laughs) recapping what happened last week. Said, "Oh, I barely escaped the United States title, and uh, runs through all the people who uh, want a shot at his belt." Uh, he mentions the failed cash in from Austin Theory. Uh, the crowd chants that was stupid, and he just goes, "Yeah, say that when he's out here a little bit later on." Um, he put over the US title, the most sought-after belt, the top prize on Monday Night Raw, and that's because he's the champion, and he plugged his uh, main event against Finn Balor for the title. Out comes Bobby Lashley. He said, uh, these beatings are going to continue until I get my title back, and uh, Rollins was like, what's the problem? You're a bit, of a bit of a grumpy boy since you lost to Brock Lesnar at Crown Jewel. Um, And Bobby Lashley looks like he's going to tear Rollins limb from limb. But then Mustafa Ali comes out to take that beating for him. (laughs) He's got a referee saying, what are you doing? Don't do this. Look at the bloody size of him, basically. And Lashley's like, come on. Look what I did to you last week backstage. And Ali gets in the ring and immediately gets chucked out. uh, And Lashley goes back to Rollins and then gets gets Ali all over him. He's back in again. He gets dumped out of the ring. uh, And Lashley's like, what's wrong with you? You're an idiot. But if you want to have a fight, let's have a fight. And that opened the show, basically.
0: I'm not going to um, go two-footed on yet another babyface geek being a complete loser, do Why not?
1: Well, because uh,
0: I really, really like everything else about this. And I feel like this sort of thing is knowing at this point. We were just laughing at Ricochet um, and Madcap Moss getting trucked by Soda Sokoa the other week, just yesterday. And I think Triple H gets his jollies watching... Like earnest baby faces getting the piss kicked out of them, so I, like I, that's not going to change. Um, so I'll basically, what I'm saying is, there I will no longer feel anything for Mustafa Ali. Yes, um, I've been told not to, so just tough. What I do feel something for is Bobby Lashley and Seth Rollins, and I continue to enjoy their chemistry together. Like an unexpected pairing that, like Bobby Lashley, was very angry that he lost his United States title in the circumstances he did. Never forgot that. Just thought, I'll deal with the Brock Lesnar problem, then I'll get back to getting my belt back, which I really like. It reminds me of, like, the loftiest comparison I can make is John Moxley having to deal with his elite business until he can get back to the world title in AEW. A champion that has been wrong should always be thinking about getting that back. He's gone through the Brock Lesnar situation and decked him pretty much. Mm-hmm. But now that can be used against him too because he that slips on a banana peel, effectively, against Brock Lesnar. So that's getting used against him, but he's never lost sight of the target, which is to get that belt back, which is now held by somebody equally as credible in Seth Rollins. And I think that continues to be really good United States title work, akin to the good work being done with the Intercontinental title. This wasn't Triple H's wrongdoing to try and fix these belts, but I'm still impressed that he's doing it. And I like this. I like this program, and I like the care and attention that's like Bobby Lashley losing the title to now feels like one continuous story. And I've enjoyed watching this fairly organic heel turn.
1: And yeah, credit to him. Two years ago, if someone had come out and gone, This belt is one of the top belts on this show, you'd have been like, Don't take the piss. Yeah. But they have, they've built it up along with the IC title on SmackDown.
0: I that's how I feel when I'm watching the two of them. I like I I don't know if I don't know if you can maintain it. Um mm. they're kind of having the cake and eating it with uh Theory saying, Well, couldn't go for Roman's belt, he's best. So I'll go for that. like that. That really reduces secondary titles too far. But These promos don't, these definitely elevate it.
2: Yeah, I don't know which one to believe. There's two stories being told to me. I don't know which one to take seriously. And ultimately, I'm not um, a positive enough person to (laughs) override my feelings on them outright saying the quiet part loud, which you never want to do with a mid-card title. Mm. You have to be really delicate about the way you present them. Um, Look, how many goddamn times are they going to do this Ali stuff? It is just a joke at this point. The idea is that Triple H just sat down and said, right, okay, in my guise as a wrestling promoter and booker, I need to get everyone over, or everyone over to a certain level. Um, I'm going to try and be elegant with this and try and dovetail two stories into one so that, yes, the main event, I guess, for Raw, the main program, or one of the main programs, is Lashley versus Rollins. And I agree it was advanced in a decent enough way, but let's try and do something with ali to drive that, where in the meantime we can try and get him over, bubbling away underneath the surface as an underdog who just does not know the meaning of the word, quit, and one day maybe he'll triumph. I just think he's a hopeless geek now, a hopeless geek. It's reaching a point now where they've um, attempted to do this so many times with no meaningful advancement that I look upon Ali as a geek who I can't take seriously, and if anything, I'm starting to think he's really deluded, Mm. For believing he's done this exact match against this exact opponent several times, and they're I feeding just,
0: themselves to the monsters. They're yeah, not being fed, they're Spike like, Dudley or something.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, it just I can't take him seriously. They've done it far too often, and I just think
1: I don't believe that you can do it. So it's better if you just stay down and get off a TV screen. Yeah, he got destroyed here yeah. uh, in like four minutes, <laughs> chucked all over the place. Hasn't he been more competitive? Prior to this night as well, didn't he work a longer match with Lashley? Are we target the ago? arm, yeah. Was that, that Lashley he was facing there?
2: Yeah, because they were working a thing
0: where Lashley previously been able to power up from the stomp, but with his arm weakened, he couldn't. Yeah, and that was our set, there we been, go.
2: Like beaten, but Ali has had a match with Lashley that was more competitive mm-hmm. with yeah. this before and not too long ago. That's completely and utterly arse backwards. If you go back to the one of the, the few times this underdog losers and losers and losers but just takes them more to their limit every single time. Um, Kabashi, All Japan Pro Wrestling, early 90s, they measured his ratio of offense so brilliantly that each time he kind of counted a move or he kicked out of a move or he showed more fighting spirit and the crowd were with him the whole time. If they had have gone backwards, it just wouldn't have worked mm-hmm. because the whole point is you're meant to instill... That bit more belief every single time. They need just Triple H's and Giant Baba. That's very apparent at this point. Triple H needs to get on the blow with Sean Mortman.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: How did you do it, please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how did all of your
2: matches go back then? Absolutely. But he's no Giant Baba. What a disgrace of a comparison that was. Me to make. Giant
0: Baba, Giant Papa. Yeah. <laughs> he got. Shut up. <laughs> giant Baba, H.
1: He got chucked all over the place, like I say. At one point, he gets thrown over the announce table. There was a bit of a worry that he damaged his wrist. I think he just got in before a nine count. Uh, the ref constantly are like, do you want me to just stop this match? And Ali's like, no, keep it going. Um, got hit with consecutive choke slams. Ali won't stay down. Uh, he comes back very briefly with a tornado DDT and then just gets turned inside out with a spear. Lashley puts him in the hurt lock and Ali passes out.
0: It's the, is it, it's the loser derby on SmackDown, isn't it? Has he not got Ricochet this week?
1: Well, in theory.
0: But that might rule him out of the World Cup and give Ricochet one of the Imperium lads to fight instead. So he's got to beat him en route to fighting Gunther.
1: That'd be tasty. LA Knight. He's already beaten That's Ricochet before, animal, man. He's, uh, he's, he's, he's busy
0: with uh, the Ghosts and the Soul the World. Is he wrestling? Who? Bray. Someone it, uh, he's got to at
2: some point. He can't, he can't just keep, he can't punch a screen backstage and call it a win. I love how, like, they're procrastinating, right? We know this doesn't really tend to go well when the wrestler wrestles. <laughs> so what we'll do is we'll do the storyline. We'll you know, it'll masquerade as anticipation and build up. Oh, God, we're going to have to wrestle soon. Oh, put that one back next week. Yeah. Put that meeting back next week. That's what we'll do. And uh, what's your take on Bray Wyatt at this point? I know you were high on the return.
1: I'm still intrigued. I'm still intrigued to see what what they've got, what's going to happen, how they're going to do the Uncle Howdy stuff and blah, blah. blah. I'm not off the... Train is it yet? Is that the phrase?
0: They've arrived at an absolutely miserable match combination, and that's coming from somebody it's Bray Wyatt versus anyone. Absolutely loves LA Knight. When but, Bray like, Wyatt
2: laughs to himself as if to try and convey that he's unhinged and he's off his rocker, I just don't take him seriously. I just think he's doing a poor acting job. And you know, I think the Mega fans want a flavour of my Bray Wyatt because I'm not ordinarily on the SmackDown mm. um, review podcast, but I'm going to do it on this Raw review. When he laughs to himself, I kind of cringe and laugh myself.
0: Takes us right back to Sister Abigail in the, like the bride's outfit, doesn't it?
1: Mm.
0: The pumpkin demon, yeah. Mm. Mm. I guess we're friends now, mm. Ellie.
2: I just, I just don't buy him as unhinged no. whatsoever.
1: Anyway, Kathy Kelly's back, backstage with uh, the jumper. It's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> backstage with AJ Styles, the OC. Is that and warm in
0: here? Must be, all, must
1: be all these hot takes. Stiles says he's had enough of Judgment Day. He challenges Finn Balor to no, a match Bobby at Survivor Fish. Series. <laughs> uh, Luke Gallo says, I think I should uh, get some credit for bringing in Miriam because I'm pretty good with the <laughs> Uh And Carl Anderson says, yeah, no, no. Uh, says Miriam's the toughest woman in the room called her Mee Chin, is that everything I said yeah. that right? And Miriam Translate says it's crazy in Korean. She says, uh, get the beers ready for after the match, and they all do the too sweet thing. Just don't believe anything anyone's saying on this programme.
2: I just do not believe that these people are having real interactions and there's a real sense of camaraderie, and I just don't buy the chemistry or the dialogue or anything. Echo it
0: completely. Like I'm earnestly interested in the war games developments that I'm looking forward to talking about when they don't involve like what these do, what these guys do after the show. That, that segment where Carl Anderson brought the beers in, like I c- cringed my arse completely inside of my own body even more than it is right now. I, I can't even,
1: <coughs> he got the beers. <laughs> beers. beers. <laughs> beers.
0: Uh. Like, uh. you know, like when you're really younger and like your dad, like if you hung over or something, your dad's like, First pint is it, son? And you couldn't feel more reduced. Yeah. That's how I felt looking at Carl Anderson holding beers. And they're yeah. like the Good Brothers, for Christ's sake. When you get like, a bit... Legendary tales, and they do that. I got
1: the beers. You get a bit rowdy at you, uh, you, like a family do. And yeah. they go, I remember my first beer. Oh, oh
2: God. Yeah.
1: Yeah. How, the, how does
2: Carl Anderson drinking beers feel fake?
1: Yeah. <laughs> leave it to leave it to the machinations of WWE television. Uh, <laughs> but the big question is, who did uh, me and Yim have to face?
2: It's time to
1: play the game! It wasn't Triple H, and it's not a game either, because it was Tamina in a two-minute match, basically. How is it so bad for two minutes? Oh. How is this as bad oh, as it was? boy. Tamina took over uh, immediately because medium got distracted because out came um, Dominic Mysterio and Mammy. Um, Which, um, what stable are they a part of? Can't quite remember, Hamlet.
3: in
1: the... the f-
0: Judgment day. Yeah.
1: I won't swear much this week he says I did say that He's absolutely oh, he's
2: fuming <laughs> <laughs> I reckon Adam Wilborn right Is the most mild-mannered guy Yeah I've ever met in my life He, remotely, he doesn't get enough credit for this No <laughs> So I'm going to do it right now on this podcast He's the most mild-mannered guy who's So nice to everyone Yeah Behind closed doors and everything Yes
1: Thanks.
0: Just the best. And he's looking at his podcast edit. and he's like, having oh, I'm going to cut things out. Why is it blue? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's fine. I, I don't mind adding little little bits to the podcast. Shout out to anyone who listened to the uh, Rampage review yesterday. <laughs> About a minute and a half in. Um, the Judgment Day are a bit of blue for the dads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I swear every week. Um, so, yeah. Blue for him. Yim <laughs> <laughs> gets <this> right <laughs> Yim <You, laughs> gets this right, dude, because Rhea Ripley and Dominic Mysterio have come out. Um... <laughs> Yim, though, dodges a splash, nails some strikes, and hits Eat Defeat for the victory. And then Yim invites Ripley to get in, and she teases to in and goes, ah, no, I can't
2: be bothered. Will Bourne, right, I'm going to bury you okay. after I've just praised you, right? Because you usually do such a fantastic job of conveying the story and drama <laughs> and excitement levels of a match through your dramatic readings. You've sold how bad this was disastrously short. <laughs> I have no idea how this was as bad as it was for going two minutes, mm. and I don't understand how... 10 years deep into a main roster career that Tamina could have entered a poor 12. 12 years <laughs> in. So I just don't know how this was as poor as it was. Right, there's two bits I want to point out that I was just, I was watching it with the knowledge that she's been wrestling for 12 years. And I was just,
3: huh?
2: <laughs> so it's a bit where Miriam is about to fire her into the turnbuckle or the rope, Irish whip, you know. mm mm-hmm. Um, it feels like you're playing a video game. You're just about to do the Irish whip um, mechanic, whatever button you press, and you just go, oh, I could do the little cookie. <laughs> Chomp it, and then do it again. Like, I don't know what to me. She just stood still. <laughs> she just stood still. She also took a bump, right, from a flying head scissors mm-hmm, sort of move. Mm-hmm. And she bumped on her knees and then did a kind of a roll on her side move <laughs> <laughs> moved i like, do a back bump or stomach it's like it was like the uh you've watched a midian yeah back in the day right he used to bump on his knees and not his back mm. i don't like first of all that's more painful second of all is i'm not being funny is the very first thing you learn in wrestling school i've never actually attended right right falling back you have to learn this really Difficult skill. that It's completely counterintuitive to how your body works and reacts, right? Just land on your back. Ooh, that's the first thing you learn. Mm. Mm.
1: Tamina no. hasn't done it yet. <laughs> yeah. right. Have you seen the, the bump from Tyrus in the NWA title match yet?
2: Or Tamina's Tanahashi compared to Tyrus. Is it one of his Apologies the for the alliteration because the alliteration.
1: <laughs> oh, the rope, yeah. oh my. The yeah,
2: alliteration but... is uh, the scourge of a hack. <laughs> it's, uh, it's worse than
0: Kane taking a pedigree, isn't it? Because so he always like practically stays standing when he takes pedigree. Like feet, mm. knees, face. <laughs> off, off a pedigree that's supposed to be. Oh, I used to
2: hate that. Awful pedigree bump from Kane. He's the worst wrestler of all time. Way
0: up there. I, I also, like, couldn't believe the problems I was able to find in a match that went two minutes and meant absolutely nothing. Uh, I don't like Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels from WrestleMania 12. I think it's massively overrated, but they love it, so I guess we're stuck with it. Um, and there's a bit in it that Bret has identified as, like, what makes it so fantastic, and I get this from a performance standpoint. It's when he sat on the corner, he's dragging Shawn over, and he looks up at the clock, and it's to the minute, exactly where he thought it was, about 55 minutes in? It might be, or 50 minutes, like loads, and he's nailed it. He's nailed the timing of this. He looked less knackered. At that point, the Miriam was asked to sell after absorbing three moves. They were doing the stand-up, pull a big face. However, we got through this battle, fit like two minutes into three offensive moves. I, yeah. I could not believe that they were daring to ask us to believe this while like Rhea's watching at ring. ring. Yeah, Mia Chen is a threat. Maybe I've bitten off a little more than <laughs> yeah I can chew. You have not, Rhea. You <laughs>
1: have not. <laughs> yeah, on the notes list, You list, I was going to write Mia Yim's in-ring return. I was like, let's just... It's no, it's not, not her fault. It's Tamina looking awful, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: don't See? think it's Tamina's fault. Like, I think she should have been recast into doing something else. Is like, you know it? what? No, Tamina. No. Oh. obviously. Tamina and Natalia is a tag team, right? Was not good, but was more inoffensive than Tamina in a singles. And in fact, Tamina got one of the biggest pops at WrestleMania 37. Yeah. The title was win really felt nice real, didn't it? I, it did. And yeah. I, I feel bad for going two foot on Tamina because, like, I usually reserve my most venom for just wrestlers who are complete arseholes, mm. right? And I feel like I'm punching up. I don't f- I hate. I don't like punching yes. down a Tamina. I really don't like doing it. But in my capacity as a reviewer, who wants to not be just really generic and, mm. I. A pointless listen. I want to drill into the good and the bad. Otherwise, Mm. what's the point in doing this? And with Tamina, there's a lot of bad to drill into, unfortunately.
0: And The thing is, you can always say, well, ultimately, like wrestlers, they've got mortgages to pay too, but we know for a fact Tamina doesn't. Because the rock bottle I have. Uh,
2: I just think that she should be a henchman tag team, hot tag, heater sort of character. She's got the physique for it. She commits to that splash that she missed
0: here. Because she still does a super five splash. Yeah, yeah. Twelve years in doing that, hell on the knees. You know, better than Kane ever. She's better than Kane. Oh, she's Do better, Kane? To mean it's better than Kane. there's
1: better than Kane. When all the all of Kane's really bad political takes came out, you know what annoyed me more, arguably more than them, was people going, "Oh, he's tarnished that legacy."
0: Yeah, people say my childhood ruined. Yeah, it was ruined watching all them Kane matches. Yeah, so, right there. it was ruined. Doesn't <laughs> <as laughs> it? Kane. Yeah, <laughs> it was
1: ruining the noise. It wasn't <laughs> not all of a sudden going, God, "Oh bloody hell, it's perfect game and you've ruined it."
2: Ari's uh, son. What are you watching? Uh, 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 nothing, 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 <laughs> Dad. Somewhat you're watching. All right, okay. I was watching some absolute dickhead in a mask think he's evil and be really corny and a terrible actor and a terrible professional wrestler and he demeans my uh, my <laughs> hobby. Smart Not guy. Jacqueline, is it? No, 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 Dad. <laughs> it's,
0: it's Kane. It's all right, though, Dad, because uh, he's actually, you know, when he takes off the mask and he's chatting backstage, he's one of the smartest guys back there. Him and the porn star. Smart guys. Smart guys backstage. Him, the porn star, and the Texan, the rich Texan. yeah. They're the guys you want to speak to in the locker room.
1: They definitely advertised that it was going to be Riddle and Elias teaming up, but that didn't happen because then backstage, Kathy Kelly catches up with... Uh, it's after 2020, these things. Yeah, that's,
0: <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. As well. I was like,
1: Even yeah, if it isn't... You just know. have to accept this now, don't you? Well, yeah, Riddle's there, um, but he says Elias isn't here because he's got, going to get a gig booked. Uh, Alpha Academy interrupts, uh, and we get a whole... Bro, shoosh! Bro, shoosh! Back and forth, it's quite good. Um, Chad will yeah. Oh, hang on, because Riddle did exactly that. That's pretty good.
0: And then Jack Gable, Deadbound. No, it isn't. And got on with Sam And I
1: absolutely love that. <laughs> uh, he says, the idea of you and Elias as a team, does Gable, uh, is even more ridiculous uh, than uh, the, the idea of you as a, a band. Oh, he says, yeah, you're a clown show. Gable kisses his face. Uh, and he says, see you out there, basically. And they, Riddle plays bongos.
0: They have to be making as big an arsehole of Riddle as they are. For a Randy
1: Orton return in heel turn. They have to be. He cannot have gone. Without Every week I look on Twitter and someone's like, he's going to get RKO'd as soon as he comes back.
0: Without Vince McMahon already being sat back in Gorilla, like that strange man that was sat in that restaurant the other week, the conversion of Riddle back to this cannot be for any other reason than a WrestleMania match against Randy Orton. I just, it, otherwise, what the hell have they done? What the hell have they done? Triple H is a, a bit of a fool and sometimes a bit of a hack, but he's not a complete idiot as to
2: have done this with no purpose, yeah. is he? I, if anything, it's so far further into his wheelhouse to do <laughs> a kicker ass, bro. Yeah. That version of, like, look what's happened with Austin Theory, for Christ's sake. That's a
0: riddle that might have a skull on his t-shirt, isn't yeah, it? Yeah,
2: yeah. He's, there's something happening with a riddle.
1: Um is. <laughs> before, he, <laughs> before he had his match with Gable, though, we got a bit with uh, Miriam getting approached by Damage Uh They were impressed by her win. Uh, and offered her a spot on their team at Survivor this Series. That's why they've been such a terrible stable, probably. And she said, no. And then it looks like EO Sky is going to kick the crap out of her. Uh, but then the rest of the O.C. show up with the beers. Get the beers. Beers. Boo. <laughs> Battlestar Galactic. Was it, it Beers? Bears beats Battlestar Galactic. No, what was it was Beers. Beers. Buzz.
3: Buzz.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's the Cornell one. Cornell Slaughter. Mm-hmm. Boot. <laughs> wings. <Rally. laughs>
1: I don't want to do any Beatrice of <laughs> <laughs> Then we got Riddle versus Chad Gable. Chad Gable had a good wrestling match. That's it. Um, <coughs> so good. Riddle goes up top. Uh, Otis distracts Riddle. Gable hits him with a release German suplex. We power this
0: stuff with a viewer trying to kill it. Like all anyone that's listening to this, to see the take like that on Twitter. Mute them. Block them.
2: Report the tweet. Dunk them. I don't like dunks in theory, but dunk on them. Those need to go. Those, mm. th- th- this match was straight fire. No one talks about it. Well, Tolkien versus Andre from, <laughs> from WrestleMania 3. So it might actually be the biggest match ever. Talks about this banger. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the main event of this show and what it's building to has already annoyed me because it's fueled these desperate carny grifters and their relentless, ceaseless, insatiable quest for engagement. AJ Styles versus Finn Balor was one of the best matches of all time at TLC 2017 and we're getting it again. Pass it Run on. it back. Was it even that good? I liked it a lot. Oh, it was really good, obviously. But I will always mourn Pumpkin Demon and Yeah. But it's I've seen literally hundreds. Oh, hundreds yeah. Hundreds uh-huh. of matches with the same style duration that were better than that. It was exciting. A hundred this year. It
0: was a pre- pleasant surprise. It was exciting, very much in context because of 2017. It the the, the pre- Bullet Club leaders that never overlapped having this moment. There was like, it didn't even they, approach five stars. You know, there was no... It didn't
2: even knock on its door.
0: It wouldn't... I don't think it would... A year later, it, it had aged because of something like All In. I think that had been because there was still a load of Bullet Club law that WWE were
1: exploring and once that was gone... didn't even knock like, on the ceiling of uh, the door of five stars. No, nah, not at all. Uh, Riddle vice back... Exploder, sent on powerbomb, knee strike that gets him a two count. Then Gable reverses a Bro Derek, puts him in the ankle lock. Riddle gets out of it, puts him in a triangle choke. Gable hits a cliffhanger DDT. Riddle does the uh, Orton draping DDT, and it looks like he's going to hit him with an RKO. Again, he gets distracted by Otis. Counters for counters between the two of them. Uh, Gable puts him with a backslide, and Otis, like a good pupil that he is at the Alpha Academy, holds his his uh, mentor's feet on the ropes. And uh, you get the shock pinfall victory, and Riddle's furious. It's like this
0: was an excellent match because, of course, it was. But the, like, it was just an exhibition of the basics at this point. Riddle and Gable are the two of the people that you rely on the most to find spark where there is none, and that would be, I suppose, in the contrast to when we talk about these three to three and three quarter matches on Raw. There's very few that are the difference maker. Seth has got it on his day. AJ Styles has got it on his day. These two have got it most weeks, so it stands to reason that you put them against each other. The counters here are absolutely fantastic. And the finish was the stuff you're supposed to do when the babyface is missing his partner. The heels get together and cheat, which draws Riddle to need Elias. Then when he needs Elias, he's burnt by him when the turn happens. So I can't really fault any
2: of this. I just didn't feel a great deal for it. I completely echo all that. There were certain sparks here of, like, combat mm. and the counters and drama and just two really legitimate guys I can believe mm. working a bloody really good match. But, yeah, didn't approach five stars. It's mad how much you could push Chad Gable, isn't it?
0: He's, like, there's something to him that almost nobody in all of wrestling has got. And yet, you know, he will never... He's not even just, a, like, one of the best utility players. He's not even like, a Mr. Perfect-style utility player that has to exist just below the main event. He has flashes sometimes in the modern wrestling landscape that he absolutely could be pushed as a top guy. And it's just never going to happen. It's a
2: shame he's too funny. Yeah. Because if you look at the stratospheric standard, and that's what I measure this sort of match against you know he could do so much more, and what he does is brilliant. Kurt Angle was funny and money, and I know that's too obvious a comparison because it's Chad Gable, but he
1: slots in in every other aspect. I think
2: Gable's been stigmatized as a geek for far too long for this to be anything more than it is, sadly.
1: Yeah, I think there's an argument to be made that you could easily, if we or someone, you know, booking, that likes him, basically, could book him eventually to be the guy who dethrones Gunther, for example. Yes. But that's not going to happen. No. Which is a shame, because he's brilliant. God, why would he put that match in my head? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, what could have been? Anyway, to the back. Another good idea from you. Okay. Just call me Butter, baby. I'm on a roll. Shout out to Wesley. stole that who, last week. Who would be a third Where member Did of, you see that on NXT last week? I we- watched West- I
2: was off on the Wednesday NXT ticket. NXT <laughs> why would one? I watch it?
0: Why <laughs> <laughs> would well, I just do it, Sean? <laughs> I'm
1: gonna be X it. X I'm, off, I'm off the next couple of days, and I'm gonna be watching. It. Who would you it's put in
0: thing. Alpha Academy for the Imperium? Okay, I'll give like you a pop.
1: Months. I'll give you a pop quiz. Okay,
2: next week I'll give you a pop quiz. If you if you think that you're gonna watch NXT, um, well,
1: I'll skim it for. I'll hang
0: think. on, but even when you watch it, it's impossible to remember what happened seven days ago. It's, it's awesome. good, like it's a good point. A good point. <laughs> seven minutes after. <that's> <laughs> yeah, who would be your third man in an Alpha Academy for an Imperium six man to build to that dream? Oh that you've God, just, uh, fan cast. Who would you put with uh,
1: Rick Boogs? Always want to put Rick Boogs and stuff like that. I could see it. Yeah, actually,
2: <laughs> that's a, another good idea from you, on.
1: Just call me Butter Baby. <laughs> on a roll. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with better help. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get ten percent off your first month. That's betterhelp, help h e l p.com slash what culture. Uh from butter to whiskey. <laughs>
2: <laughs> terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely terrible.
1: Because <gasps> uh, JBL and Baron Corbin are drinking whiskey in the back and playing oh, poker. God. Uh and they're slagging off Ken- Kentucky whiskey because they like Ugandan whiskey or something. And then Akira Tazawa shows up after they've taken money some from some chump to play poker with them. More on this later.
2: Oh good. They're offered Kentucky bourbon. JBL had a decent line here. I'll put him off uh i oh, drink that. Next, thing I'll be marrying my sister. Just <laughs> the disdain in his voice. I thought he's he's always a good promo, JBL. Yeah, don't want to put him over, but the disdain in his voice is very good. Terrible, terrible act. Still, this JBL called terrible drink. segment.
0: Tozawa, this is still uh, racist.
2: It's still incredibly racist, yeah, and, and it should have been one of the first ports of call. Actually, yeah. ports understand of ports, of, ports of Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Understand that the idea now is I think he's going to gently shed all of this away. Yeah. strip him Buck naked mm-hmm. and put him in wrestling gear so that the Japanese wrestler isn't a ninja, for mm. Christ's sake. Uh, bit by bit, he's rediscovering his identity. Just pretend it didn't happen. You do it with half the other
1: stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Miss TV time now. Miss TV is, is set to make an apology. Um, I quite like this, mainly because I called it. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, this is a very different Miss TV. Uh, still being a knobhead. Uh, but Byron Saxon's there, supposedly hosting. Uh, Miss comes out in a, like a Mr. Rogers sweater. Yeah. Uh, and he's got a statement, prepared statement, and some funny glasses to put on. Uh, he says, I regret paying Dexter Loomis. All I wanted was some empathy. I've been in WWE for 18 years. <sighs> None of you people ever went, ooh, <laughs> All tiny balls. <laughs> I've worked so hard and i never got as much as a cheer. Uh, all I want. That's be- bollocks. I was there when he cashed in and won the belt,
0: and I cheered very loudly, and so did loads of other people. That's tiny bollocks. That is miss. Uh, all 18 I Eighteen want- years. It's
2: grim isn't it, man. All the I want. Monopoly. Of-
0: <sighs> Somebody has started university after the Miz debuted. Like this, this term. That just makes me sick when weren't even born on the Miz. You, got gone. you
2: like him as well. I did, Yeah,
0: I've. I'm kind of done now. You know. I'm like done at last. Finally, finally grown out of the Miz.
1: I still think he's got something about him.
0: Do You know what I think it was? I think it, when he when he won the WWE title uh, and everybody was like, "Jesus Christ, his company's in the bin," and I was on this island going, "Good for him!" <laughs> <laughs> Ruffling the Miz's hair of all people, and I was like, "Yeah, completed it." I think I wanted him to get one more run. He got it. It was the Miz. So it was rubbish, and we were, we were out there. Got Bobby Lashley over blessing. Uh, anyway. i oh, <laughs> the Please
1: <miss>. leave. Please leave. It's one was for people to care about him. Saxon's like, well, why did you tell the private investigator a completely different story? And he's like, I was doing it so Hollywood would like, they like a good story. They want to pick up the movie rights. Anyway, out comes Wacky Beth- Fet- Johnny Gargano. <laughs> uh, and he says, you're a load of bollocks. Um, you, uh, you weren't depressed. I saw uh, Maurice posting pictures of your vacation in Carbo. Oh, my God. Oh, sorry. I thought that was up, I thought that was "Holiday" by Madonna. I was going to play there, oh, must have yeah. messed up the old buttons. Uh, anyway, he glad says, he did. That probably would have cast us out the ass. He, <laughs> yeah, by the way, by the way, sorry, just going a complete <laughs> tangent from our. If you don't listen to our uh, rampage uh, previews or reviews, you really should. What culture dressing where we you get your podcast? Saves you watching it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just like this, yeah, yeah. We've uh, co-opted the Carly Rae Jepsen song. Why am I even, what am I doing here? Come on. To this. Hey, I just met you, this is crazy, but here's my number. This baby. <laughs> <°cat> <Wh-t-namentedıyorlar> Anne-Louise was listening to that yesterday, That sang our version. What did she do? <laughs> she's, not, she's not happy. <laughs> 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 me going in a vape. this <laughs> baby, Shut up, Adam. Shush, huge indeed. Oh <laughs> uh, god right wacky gargano's here. Uh, he says oh you stop paying because you've got caught up in a lie whack blah, whack blah blah blah. Wacky off gargano the wanker. Uh, and little you, you were so close because you said he was going to say uh or one of them was going to say something that was going to be like they never say tiny balls, sorry tiny walls. Tiny walls. Tiny balls. Tiny <sighs> ball. Instead, he said uh, the only reason you did it is because you wanted people to chant Johnny Wrestling. Pause for Johnny Wrestling chant here. Um, um, Johnny
0: like Johnny Gargano having to react. Pleased with himself to people chanting Johnny Wrestling was just vomit inducing, honestly. He's, he's the worst. Why don't you... Let Byron, Byron Saxon was great in this. He was the best thing about this whole segment. Why
1: don't you get the Johnny Wrestling chants by letting Johnny... <laughs> uh, what's the... Wrestle. Yeah. He's quite good at it. Anyway... Gargano says, you know, pay Mi- pay Loomis what he's owed, Miz. Uh, but I've got an idea. In two weeks, I think he meant Survivor Series. They clarified on commentary he said Survivor Series, but in two weeks, Daniel Claire's from Monday, but still. Um, uh, it's going to be Miz versus Dexter Loomis. And if Loomis wins, he gets all the money that mrs Miz, is- Miz owes him and a contract. And Miz says, well, don't worry, because I'm going to beat him and it's going to be awesome. And uh, yeah, Gargano says, why well, don't you tell him yourself? Turn around, and there... Who could have called this? Oh, this guy. Uh, there is Dex Loomis as a cameraman. And Miz has to hightail it to the back. Uh, sans sweater.
2: Well, I was going to say, do you want this one? Oh, we well, we'll, we'll both have to do it. It's a job, mate. Yeah. <laughs> right, okay, I'll go first. Um, There's an anecdote, right, that Rob Van Dam was fond of telling, where Triple H... You know, he's got all the power, thinks he's got the biggest cock, and he used to do that. You saw it on screen all the time. Hey, Kofi, what happened to your accent? Uh, where, like, you would try and, like, sort of just be the banter guy. He can say things that you can't. Man, can Paul say that? The rigged game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the can Paul? Can Paul say that? This Masters,
1: dead. yeah. Just killed loads of people. Started with the Rock, didn't he? The Rock was like initially it was like, I'm sticking to this script here, and this lads going off. The, then, then can't remember who it was. Yeah, it was like just say we want, and it killed him. Th- three yeah. once a week. Oh, as a result, he? like that. Take these handcuffs off. Okay, yeah. Oh, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> eat this twat.
2: So Rob Van Dam was like this, in uh Triple H, per Rob Van Dam, not me. I weren't there. Was apparently like this backstage in various meetings and stuff. And uh, Rob Van Dam was either late to a meeting or not paying attention. Or might just walk through the door or something. And then Triple H apparently just said to someone, hey, maybe he's got the munchies.
1: A terrible joke. An absolutely terrible joke. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even understand what he's referencing there. Uh, uh sorry. Sorry. Mar- <sighs> uh, standard
2: edit. Apparently, if you imbibe marijuana, you... Get what's called the munchies. Yeah, I,
0: I got that bit because I've learned a lot about Matt Riddle lately. Yeah. Rob Van Dam smoked weed? Yeah. Yeah. What?
2: He, he used to do that as well.
0: But they never said that.
2: But I apparently... Don't I couldn't say that. Please. You would get really, really hungry uh-huh. when, like, you smoke marijuana. And that's why they call it the munchies, because you want to munch on the food that yeah. you desire <laughs> when you're hungry. Like, for example, maybe in the first year of university... Um, voice you. <laughs> <laughs> just as a, just, a, just as an example yes. just a, a theoretical obviously example from the top of my head in the first year of university you might have come down with the case of the munchies so bad and yeah. so overwhelming that you might have stolen someone's cereal <laughs> and they might have it off with you <laughs> the next day and um, there's another blackly comedic element to that which I'll only tell you after the podcast Tremendous, theoretically yeah, yeah. um Apparently, keeping the Pringles that are in the
0: tube for after the fact when you've uh, hypothetically turned the Pringle tube into a, a hypothetical bong. Hypothetically,
2: hypothetically. <laughs> so Rob Van Dam was like, "What?" In, in Triple H, <laughs> this is all one I'm side so of the story. To Dead that's great. What one side <laughs> of the story? But apparently, Rob Van Damme was what? And Triple H, uh, nothing. else just, I was just joking, man. And that. Gag air quotes from Triple H is what he thinks is funny, right? And he's now ordering Johnny Gargano to come up with similar tier patter on Monday Night Raw in Ubid to get him over as a
1: "Hey, I'm Johnny Gargano,
2: boo <laughs> boo, it's shoot season when
1: Johnny's around,"
2: and uh, he's just he is Triple H's idea of a funny man, and Triple H deserves to go to jail. <laughs> I think? hate my I physically cringe. I've loved this man and his performances. Do not get me wrong. I'm not blind to his obvious talents. I wanna love I them again. I kind of am because I don't see them anymore. Yeah, I wanna love them again. That's what I'm finding the most frustrating thing is the
0: more he drifts into this, the more further away the idea of a good Johnny Gargano match feels. And how's that? How have you done that? Yeah, so turn, him, turn him Turn him heel already. This He's is a something. disaster.
2: Is he even over?
0: I don't think he I'm is. I'm not so sure. I, like, I, because I, you haven't seen, um, like every every Tuesday, I get in. Murray's in first, and I get in, and then Murray lords it over me. That I was terribly wrong about Johnny Gargano because he just wasn't a Johnny Gargano guy, particularly. Certainly not as much as like I was in my, like NXT. Pump. He just didn't see as much, and uh, I'm I have no defense against it. Because I just, I'm failing to see how this man is ever going to have a good match ever again. If you didn't watch character. NXT, what would you make of this kid? Yeah. That's... Uh, what,
2: who is this
0: dog? Yeah. I'd like, you know, when Champa's back from injury, I want him to come and, like, just turn on him all over again. Yeah. Like, I'm not friends with this dickhead. Um, is it not a ginormous hole that the Miz would even accept this match? Like, what was hanging over him is now out there. He's apologised. His wife has forgiven him because they've just been a holiday, for the, Cabo. Cabo on holiday for the weekend.
1: Cabo. What's Cabo. On holiday for
0: the weekend. Cabo. Cabo. I don't know, somewhere like some beach place somewhere yeah. nice. Kelly. Right. Uh, so the family have forgiven him. The secret's out. There's no blackmail hanging over him anymore. Thanks what, for taking the
2: prompt at last. What is the motive for the Miz to take the match? I don't know. Nothing makes sense. No. I was promised sound, dry logic from this tosspot pepper It's a gaping plot hole to set up a terrible match. Oh, my God. And nah, why waste all of this time to do. Ray White versus Ali Knight. I mean, uh, Dexter Loomis versus The Miz. Shout out to... You You can't trick me into telling this really funny story. (laughs) That uh, is... Oh, my God, it's so funny. And I can't wait for that bloody prat The Miz to guess what's coming to him on Raw because we don't want to pollute the idea of a PLE with a terrible match. And we know this down well. Hence why it's not happening in Survivor Series. The idea is, all right, okay, the action's going to be pretty terrible, actually. But, you know, I'm dying to see that bloody Miz get his ass kicked. He deserves <laughs> He'll deserve it as well. What a bad he is. I love them, though. I love to hate the Miz. He'll finally get his once-every-four-months comeuppance
0: that he always gets. That'll, that'll it's him. going to die a death.
2: Yeah. Uh, Shout-out to
0: what culture Scott Carlson, who does our overnight raw coverage from stateside. And uh, he did a news article on this development about the match being announced and stuff. And he made the very salient point, I thought, that uh, Johnny Gargano was already lost to the Miz. So clearly he's just a setup guy for the, the big hero, Dexter Loomis. And then you can't even argue objectively that Triple H is trying to push Johnny Gargano. The
2: decibel levels between the most famous Johnny Gargano matches and the most famous Dexter Loomis. What are we doing here? Yeah. What are we doing here? That is just like because he can't blink.
1: They love that he <laughs> can't blink. Where's Carbo? It's in Cali. It is in Cali. It's the tip of Cali. What? California. Yeah, you said Tippy Cal. What's that? No, the tip of Cali. Right, the t- 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 tip of Cali. Just a tip. Just a tip, baby, of Cali. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, also, I quite, I did quite enjoy the Miz cosplaying as Mister Rogers, considering how resplendent he normally looks in his suits. And his I, little sweater.
0: I liked as he was walking the ring. Like shaking hands with the people, reaching out for like slapping politicians. A little bit, yeah.
1: a little bit. That was about as much as I could give. This. Uh, Gargano
2: called on Mister Rogers. Did we cover
1: that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Kathy Kelly uh, tries interviewing Shelton Benjamin, and then here comes the star of the show, Dominic Mysterio, <laughs> doing I think his best. Um, if you know, you know. Early Stacks impression. Yeah, boy. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. There's a uh, Damian Priest there, basically. Dom I've says. Seen Stacks. I miss Stacks. Yeah. yeah. He might show up on the NXT preview. Fingers crossed. Yeah, he often does. Got a big dub last week, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's, he's been... He's, been, he's uh, off the mark.
2: Is <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, dad. yeah. <laughs> Hank Walker, he beat. Yeah. Good. Uh, so, yeah, he says, you've been a disappointment, Sean Benjamin, since my deadbeat dad and Eddie Guerrero were a bloody team. Uh, said, uh, Benjamin was like, get out of here. I'll give you a beat in. And then Priest obviously steps in for Dom at this point. Says, why don't we have a match? And Benjamin's like, yeah, we'll have a match. With oh, you though, uh, with the guy behind you who's just going, Yeah, you tell him, Damien. Uh, and what? suddenly, Dem, Dom's arse drops a little bit. I think his character, so so perfect.
0: Loved the performance of all of this, but then was again saying, Well, why? Like, if Sheldon Benjamin apparently is the GM because he's just booked the match and got one over the heels by booking the guy who wants to fight rather than fighting Damien, but Br- I couldn't understand why the judges they were like, Oh, yeah, we've really talked ourselves into a pickle here, but they Oh, Mysterio performance is brilliant. I keep thinking how Mysterio can get... The Dominic Mysterio performance is brilliant. Yes, but he's a useless... Wow. A useless Folks, where's the lie? Thank you. A useless professional wrestler, Dominic Mysterio. Uh, but that's the bit. That's the bit. But the bit can... This is awful to say, right? Actually, no, he's a rich kid of a rich dad, so he's fine. Like, this entire run can only go as far as WrestleMania. And then he needs to leave. Like, he has to lose the rate and then go. It's, a, it's like... You know when they... To bring it back to Kane... Uh, when oh they brought my. when they brought because when they brought him in, he was basically supposed to be a monster of the week, but oh, they his it's WrestleMania was a Monster it. of He's the done. twenty years.
2: Yeah. Good company, good monopoly.
0: Get to WrestleMania and then be done. Like all the other Undertaker monsters. Dominic Mysterio is Rey Mysterio's Monster of the Week. I I never want to see him wrestle again after he loses to his dead. But I'm yeah. absolutely loving this pitiful, pitiful run.
1: Yeah. I'm loving it. He got completely out wrestled here by Shelton Benjamin. Goes for a 6 9. Benjamin catches him, power slams him, knee strike, exploder. Uh, but of course, the no moment Dom's like, oh God, I'm going to anticipate this from Shelton Benjamin. Same show of wrestling as me or him. There you go. Um, Damien Priest gets in there, and like, you stay away from my, I don't know, estranged cousin or whatever <laughs> it is. Uh, Dom schoolboys him, like, got this one. Two count. Oh, bollocks. Benjamin immediately puts him in an ankle lock. Uh, and then Mammy yeah distracts the referee uh and uh priest pulls dom to the ropes again benjamin turns his back to be like stop really doing that with priest dom posts shelton benjamin ddt the old <laughs> eddie guerrero and the frog splash one two three mammy couldn't be any more proud of him this act is brilliant this yeah act is absolutely
0: in brilliant uh, yeah, Dominic Mysterio has, and this is an uh, this is a version of this very unique and diverse art form to make being bad an art form. And his uh, the moves are getting no better. But crucially, uh, I, I can't believe I'm going to say this, the space between is, because he knows now his job is to perform something poorly, then pull a face afterwards. <laughs> yeah. And it is making all the difference. When he used to perform stuff poorly as a baby face, he was supposed to look and be like, come on, guys, I've got him. No, you haven't. You are scarcely believable. Tag your dad. Tag Edge, for Christ's <laughs> sake. Tag somebody. Tag anybody. Tag somebody. Now, when he can't do something well, he pulls the grin face as if, oh, it's just the best, isn't it? I'm the best. And then his big mate does something in the background, or Rhea Ripley gets him out of trouble. It is a fantastic act that I am getting such a buzz out of every week. And, like, again, thank
2: God Dominic Mysterio clearly will never get any better. Otherwise, this simply would not work. <laughs> Credit to Triple H. I never thought I would say this, but he's <laughs> recognized that, right, okay, this kid is not particularly good. Let's make that the bit. And it's where he's over as hell. It's getting Priest over.
1: I keep looking at Damien Priest and thinking, like, you're getting something out of this the whole judgment day over. It's, yeah. He's completed the dynamic. Yeah. Um Austin Theory gets interviewed about his failed cash-in. He says, no one understood me or no one understood the pressure I was under. I was talented to be the next big thing. I exceeded all those expectations. I became the face of the franchise. But everyone hated me. They can't relate to me. They wanted me to fail. But uh, I didn't fail last week. I'm more alive than ever. Uh, he talked about Roman Reigns being unstoppable and talked about the bloodline being there and his failed cash-ins against him. So, uh, and being foiled with all that. So, he decided instead to go up against one of the greatest champions of the past decade and the big, you know, US title, etc., etc. But bloody Lashley stopped him. Um, and uh, theory's ranting and raving. Um, you can tell this is a dark side, which we will see a little bit later on. And then in comes Dol Ziggler to go, worst! Cash-in
2: ever. God, he's the worst. The worst. Uh, Gargano or Ziggler? Who's the worst? Oh. Oh. Uh, At least Gargano's in
1: DIY. Yeah. So I'm going to have to give it to to Ziggler. Just, just. Uh, He said theory's full of excuses and uh, theory challenges him to a match. I'm
0: going to ask my esteemed colleague here as the uh, doe-eyed WWE truther that I'm sometimes guilty of being versus... The important cynical observer in my life, Michael Sidgwick, um, was, genuine question, was how funny Tyson Fury clipping Austin Theory or Roman Reigns and Brock destroying him at SummerSlam, was that genuinely LTST because Triple H has got the pencil or is it a retcon thing? Because I can't decide because I like that. I, I I liked Austin Theory's explanation of a guy that was trying to outsmart a system he thought he couldn't game, basically. I can't win this title. I'll try and win that one instead. And the nature with which he was partied makes more sense in the context of this explanation.
2: What, which one is it? Uh, even if it's the good version, mm. I still don't think this is necessarily a good idea. Mm. What this Austin Theory promo did, which was better than his usual, I'm acting the part of a wrestler quality that he has. It was still an element of that. I could not fathom the praise all of this got. There's those loads of people on my timeline who were a little bit generous to it. You, Miller, Backup Hangman, people whose opinions I respect and value and all the rest of it. All Theory did here was do the Brent taking the picture out of the male job applicant. With it, and that was the US title in my eyes when he said all this. And when he said, what am I going to do with Roman Reigns? like The bloodline just interfering in all of his matches and I can't really do anything. All that did was bring it into focus, that, right, okay, if this was a fair wrestling promotion, that wasn't a heel. After two years of this, pretty much, where, where's the cage match? Right, okay, this has gone on too long. Where is the cage match? That well, The bloodline the, handcuffed to the post, the can in the
0: face. Shark
2: cage, yeah. cage match, handcuffed to the post, barred from ringside yeah. outright. Where is that? Because otherwise, the implication is that this could go on Ad infinitum. They could legitimately, because there's no repercussions, has there ever been any hint of, right, the Usos can't keep doing this because it's bollocks and they just can't because it would go on forever. The reason why the heel could get away with this for so long is that eventually, bar from ringside, steel cage, that's why these gimmicks exist. Hell in a cell. Like, I'm not an idiot. I'm not, like, taking crazy pills. All of these gimmicks and devices exist because after taking the piss, right, we can pad out. It's all corny exercise. After a few months of this, Right, right, okay, we have to stop it. The baby face has to win.
0: They should have said, We're banning the bloodline from flying to Cardiff. And then Solo Sokoa being the one that snuck through would have been actually quite a nice. Uh, thank you, you're better than
2: Triple H already.
0: Because he was alone, wasn't he? And that yeah. was what made him look so scared we're in ba- Wales. I am like, not now. Yeah. Right. They should have actually done that outright rather than just. And then Solo Sokoa would have been
2: Roman thinking about it. I need an extra here. At right? least the implication is this can't go on because yeah. this could go on forever. And, the, and it just brings this explanation just alerted to me oh yeah this could literally go on forever there's no repercussions why doesn't every heel just get a cheap dq or interfere like there's no rules just reminding me that there's no rules to any of this and i didn't think it was a particularly good plot development i understand why they did it and you know what i can i can vaguely understand why people did like it but it just uh, it was a nonsense to me an absolute nonsense and i know the real reason for all of this is because well, we want to keep the belt on him until The Rock's available, and he's not available until it's in friggin' LA in two years. I had to watch so many... Oh, Uso's interfering in this Roman match again. Cool.
1: Uh, War Games video, recapping it, uh, explaining the rules of the match, and then a backstage interview with Dana Brooke, who's not happy about what happened to her 21st, 24-7 title. Then she was in action against EO Sky. Um... Brooke hits a DDT for a two-count, goes for a handspring elbow, but Eoskai's mint. So she caught her with a German suplex, running double knee strike, and that moonsault of hers for the victory. Post-match, Yim comes out and informs, uh, Mia Yim, that is, informs uh, Damage Katal that she's going to be joining Bianca Belair's team at Survivor Series. And Belair, Asker, and Bliss enter to pose with Yim. Although, as I've seen pointed out, Bliss standing slight to one side. A bit of the Ashley Coles about uh, <laughs> Alexa Bliss to all this. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's something to be bearing she, in mind. She was recently visited uh,
0: by the ghost of the man who saw the world, if you remember, at Crown Jewel. The monitor flashed behind mm. uh, her. Uh,
2: Just the ghost of the man who saw the world, of course. Little way at six law. Can we talk about the Ray Ripley? Why it's six? Because he likes to infantilize um, <laughs> adults into six-year-olds for reasons that go so much more... Underreported, Danisha. Yes. That was so wrong. Creepy and weird.
0: Uh, yeah, the Rhea Ripley involvement later on. Yes, later well, I'm on. Tweet uh,
1: that. After the Ziggler. Blood <laughs> of incels were are going to invade my mentions. After the Ziggler Theory match, uh, Ripley approached Damage McTarrant's like said I'm going to join your team, basically. And they're well happy about it.
0: I am really into uh, War games team member stuff. I just really like it. I like that uh, Rhea Ripley has. Jo- so we were fantasy booking. I don't think was all bad, but I appreciate why WWE wouldn't want to do it. The four on four with the Judgment Day in the OC. But we've arrived at different things instead. But I like me um, and Rhea Ripley being added here because there is this little issue that they've now found with each other. But last week, Rhea Ripley bumped into Bianca Belair. And we all got very excited about the WrestleMania potential of that match. So we get to see the first look at that. They have left one space on each team. And on this very same episode, for the first time in a while, we were reminded that what Judgment Day did to Beth Phoenix, and there's suddenly a spot on the babyface team, and Rhea Ripley has entered, assuming, I've got nothing to worry about, I don't have to worry about Beth Phoenix, she would be a perfect addition to that babyface team, To in a perfect destination for her to get some physical revenge on Rhea and not win, because now Rhea Ripley seems like the difference maker for the heels, should the heels win. That also allows, uh, we were talking about this in the office, um, that allows potentially the Sasha and Naomi thing to not really be a factor into the match. The heels could just win here mm. and then you bring out Sasha and Naomi for the monster pop and Bailey thought everything was fine again, Damage color and oh Christ, uh, Sasha Banks at the top of the ramp. I've solved nothing. You know, like there's so many splintering stories because I think for all that have been very critical of Triple H's booking of the women's division on SmackDown, it's starting... This idea that he was going to stock it back up, I think is starting to bear fruit with this War Games build. Mm. I'm liking more than I'm disliking at this point. And I just think there's a bunch of little matches and permutations that I really appreciate here. Even if Mia, yet again, for the second War Games in a row, gets taken out beforehand, and that's what makes the space for a mystery babyface. Mm-hmm. Which I, I just think there's lots to like about what they arrived right at here.
2: I just simply, as I do every week... I just can't believe a single bit of the synthetic dialogue and the characters' performances. I just don't buy it. I just think it's so poorly acted and the dialogue's terrible.
1: Uh, Tazar was winning at poker. And then we got uh, Dolph Ziggler versus Austin Theory. S- oh, no. Right, okay. Theory comes out without his something worse, actually. Yeah, isn't it? Without his phone and mm-hmm. they're, they're making a note of he's, you know, he's more dangerous now without it. Um... And, uh, yeah, I I, I quite enjoyed this. Like I said earlier on, in terms of the fact that they play with the fact of, God, he's not going to lose to... I mean, he did lose to Dolph Ziggler via DQ, but, you know, he's not going to lose to Dolph Ziggler. He really is rock bottom here. Jesus Christ. (laughs) uh, This guy was an IWC hero. Yeah. He caught him with a knee strike to Ziggler and hit him with a fame. After that, got him a two count. Then Theory fights back and uh, drives him into the ring post. Uh, Ziggler fights back and does the same to him. He hits a zigzag. That gets another uh, close near fall. Sets up for the super kick, but uh, Theory nails him with the right hand. Hits him with the A-town down and then pauses and then just sort of snaps. Basically hits him with the finisher again and again. Uh, Starts battering him. The ref's trying to stop this. Throws Ziggler outside. Chucks him into the steps. Chucks him into the announce table, uh, throws chairs and, and the wheelie chairs that the announcers have got at him. Uh, and the referee calls it off, calls for the bell. He snapped! It, so, this is where I think I quite liked the promo
0: and the setup. Because this is one of the first times that they still couldn't resist. There was still too much of this. But it's one of the first times that I felt Austin Theory was a wrestler instead of playing one. And that's where I think the promo was successful, is that for the first time i buy you who he is rather than this fake supplanted gimmick that was put upon him by Vincent Mann and you were told to enjoy it and appreciate it. And that's why I think it's successful. Theory's having, like on the quiet, despite a burial for the ages last week, is having a decent in-ring month. Although the match was better than it had any right to be considering it's a frigging Dolph Ziggler raw mid-card match. Uh, he was great against Seth Rollins. Uh, basing for Seth basically coming back out as a babyface a few weeks ago. The stuff was pretty gripping last week with the cash-in. It's really odd that mm. Theory is having a bit of a purple patch when he was six foot under last week. Strange time for him, but I, I bought this for the first time. Yeah, I did not give a toss about that character, ever. And
2: that's why I'm maybe a bit kinder than I should be to what they've had to do to get in there. I'll personally give it about a month or something. Um, the action was broadly fine. It's just the weirdest... Bit of whiplash i've experienced in quite some time here's a guy right you are like, within seven days day one a complete and utter failure a stupid project from a stupid man at his stupidest don't take him seriously we are doing everything possible in across so many levels to not take him seriously seven days later start taking him seriously <laughs> mm. i just i'm finding that a bit not insulting because maybe it's the point like you know you lose everything and whatever uh, I mean, he didn't actually win here, did he win? No, no. lost right. He, uh, yeah, got, uh, yeah, got the for kicking too much ass, but he still kicked ass. Um, yeah, just I'm not buying what they're selling. Just, just
1: synthetic company. Baron Corbin versus Akira Tozawa. Skip, skip. Corbin skip, won despite losing a poker hitting with the end of days. Enough of all that. It's now time for this. It's short. It's crap. It's wrestling related. The five star review. Review. Nailed it. <laughs> 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 and this week's five star review review is brought to you by Vanessa from Cheltenham. If you want your name associated with something short, crap, and wrestling related, if you want to suggest a five star review review, all you need to do is subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five star review on there, or you can do it on Spotify. Leave us a five star review. Screenshot it for proof. Yeah. And uh, then email me your review as Vanessa has done. Adam.Wilborn at whatculture.com. I uh, love the headline for this. Uh, review. It just reads, five stars from me, ESB! 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 Which is a tag team on NXT if people are uh, yeah. unaware. They're probably not. They're probably not aware. Pretty deadly. Should really be on one of these shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Vanessa Rice, hi Adam and the Dadleys, thank you so much for the laughs and the impressions, uh, which keep me entertained at my boring desk job. I tried to leave a review on iTunes, but it didn't work. <laughs> Who uses iTunes anymore? That's why Vanessa, it's all about Apple Podcasts, don't you know? Um. <laughs> I assume... <laughs> At the time, it was because I had included <laughs> Dol Ziggler's entrance theme with the lyrics changed to "cack so circuit references." <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm
3: here, make it. Come on, circuit.
1: So, when I it continues from a five-star review, there's loads of, of it now, isn't there? I'm here, red. I'm taking mega. <laughs> can you please do right? I read this and I was like, "What's this?" She's. Just written for a five-star review. Review, please. Can you do Luther Reigns? I've had peas before. Thank you very much, Vanessa, <laughs> Vanessa Cheltenham. Um, so I thought, what? I thought, well, I te- actually technically Sid, what I thought was,
3: <laughs>
1: and I searched uh, Luther Reigns peas before on uh, on YouTube, and it turns out it was a Thanksgiving segment. But the video, and I was hoping you explain this as we talk about the backstory to this whole segment Hamlet, is called cheese soap. <laughs> Cheese souffle had peas before.
0: I love this, right? I loved seeing this, because it was a bit of old internet that I didn't think existed anymore in the area of the network. Pre the WWE Network, um, lots of stuff got uploaded to YouTube and it was slightly green, you record off people's TV, whatever. And it would get taken down by WWE because it was be the only place you could go and find WWE without buying the DVDs, etc. So this strange phenomenon that worked, even though Cheesy itself became a way to find WWE stuff. So you would think that their people within their company, their digital team, would just be like, just take down everything that's cheesy Sorry to the cheesy chefs, but uh, <laughs> but the wrestling's got to go. Shane McMahon's web team are on it. Um, it was the, so like, it was this sort of period that burst, and I hated this crack. Really like miserable pattern this, but like Bork Laser and Mork Hamry, and like names like that, where it was ever slightly different names. another one we can't mention for big monsters, and a a miserable, miserable pattern. But loads of them were subtitled Cheese Souffle, and it was this magic. You can still search on YouTube now, and you'll see loads of wrestling videos that WWE just never thought to search (laughs) (laughs) as if themselves are not aware of this meme because it's like it was rendered kind of irrelevant by the network. But aye, Cheese Souffle. So somebody was that desperate to get the Luther Reigns Thanksgiving section, a segment on uh, YouTube that the Chiefs who flayed it.
1: Yeah, I found the full version of this. It was 12 minutes. We're not doing that. We, nah. did, the, we did the the three minutes where Luther Reigns shows up. So yeah, I don't know what's gone on before, but basically, yeah, big shows hosting a Thanksgiving dinner. That is, course is. Is,
0: I went and had a look back at it because I didn't
1: remember this segment, so I went and checked the episode of SmackDown. That is it. And I know what you're thinking. Why are you doing it this week? Thanksgiving's next week, Adam. Well, there's time next week for, uh, I don't know, Thanksgiving Diva segment, if someone wants to suggest it. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you know, you know how it works. Anyway, um, Big Show is hosting a Thanksgiving dinner, and there is Taz, <laughs> there's Cole, there's Josh Matthews, there's some production losers, and there is, of course, uh, Joy Giovanni. Oh, my God. Oh, sorry, I thought it was going to be a turkey sound. I was worried that the uh, YouTube commentariat were not going to be able to masturbate, but... Don't well, oh, you worry. When there's a will, there's a way. Uh, so... A couple of things. It was pointed out by the comment section, but we're going to mention it here, and it pointed out by Michael Hampluck before we started.
0: I was just going to ask at Thanksgiving, what would the turkey hatch out of? If one was to be born, for example, on a WWE PPV?
1: (laughs) He wasn't my car. Oh, no, that wasn't it. Uh, Egg. That one. (laughs) (laughs) Right, so... Um, before we get into this. So they're doing uh, big show's like dig in everyone and everyone's just filling their plate. Uh Luke the Rains music hits and everyone's like, Oh bloody hell, Luke the Rains is here. Except for Taz, who goes, Oh, Luke the is here. Well, if, uh, <laughs> he's filling my plate.
0: An absolute legend.
1: It was, it was a hell of a spread. Go to, big, go to the big show to put it on for people. Big show. Looks like a disappointed dad when his strange son shows up to the family picnic. Like, oh for Christ's sake, here he is. Uh, I was and, just about to eat, <laughs> and uh, in, in the middle of the ring on this wrestling show. Rain says it should theoretically probably happen the main event scene. Yeah, real fine moment. Did it ever occur to you, Big Show, that not everybody feels the same way about Thanksgiving as you do? <laughs> me, I hate it. I ain't never had no Thanksgiving. Every holiday I can remember was spent fighting, on the run, or in prison. Lockdown. <laughs> lockdown. 23 hours a day, seven days a week. 24 hours in a day, isn't there? Oh, yeah, but he's, uh, uh, yeah, he's allowed, let's uh, uh, uh,
0: recreation. Odd that you talked about prison, because your big boss man's excellent. Here, move <laughs> on. Well,
1: Let me get some of them peas. I had peas before. You people have any idea what that's like? <laughs> no celebrations. It's a war zone.
3: <laughs>
1: oh yeah. Never had no family come and visit. Me. Never had no good food. Only food I ever had was the same bread and spoiled meat <laughs> <laughs> Damn, in and a day. That's a Vince line, isn't it? Spoiled meat. You know, you're a bunch of damn fools. You don't know what real problems are. Only problem you got is too much food to eat. <laughs> I had to worry about staying alive. I don't need to celebrate Thanksgiving Uh, some excuse to give thanks because I thank myself every day for saving my own (laughs) neck. He says, I tell you would. (laughs) Since you're inviting everybody, I'm just going to go ahead and invite myself. Gets in the ring, surveys the food, and normally I I verbatim write out these promos. Didn't have to do it for this bit because the description to the video is this sentence. Uh, he's talking to Joey Giovanni here. Are you going to serve me? Why don't you give some of this turkey? Some of them mashed potatoes. Let me go. Let me get some of them peas. I had peas before. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Joey, very kindly... Um, <laughs> Fills a plate for uh, for Luther Reigns, and while she's doing that, he picks up a I don't know, pumpkin pie, or mm. something, uh, and then he cream pies Joy Giovanni. What? Is that the right phrase? A pie with cream on it that he puts in her face. That's the that's the no. Joe, <laughs> big show. slams his head into the table full of food. A real piece of work. Throws a turkey at him. <laughs> As you do, and then sort of super kicks him, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, <laughs> at least thought he was going to put it on his balled yeah. up fist, like in the episode "Know Me, No You,"
1: where Partridge
0: does it, like because it looks like a good boxing glove. He just launches it; it doesn't make a noise. It's like the opposite <laughs> of a perfect wrestling weapon. It just like it was spoiled meat by the <laughs> end, ironically enough.
1: So the best bit of this is right at the end of this video. I always encourage you to watch along with this. Go and watch the video for the last. I'm going to say 0.5 of a second. So we all know what's going to happen here. Throws the meat, at, throws the turkey at um, Luther and kicks him out of the ring. And Luther End's like, "You son of a bitch!" And then he's trying to get back in the ring. And one production assistant's like, "No, don't do it, Luther. He's not worth it." And he's jawjacking with Big Show. And you think, "Okay, cool. Segments ended. You know, close the thing. Don't, because the last split second, it cuts from Luther to Show to Luther." just a back in the ring to see Taz lifting off an entire turkey to take back to commentary. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I love this, right? Because in my mind, Vince McMahon is so broad with his absolutely stupid storytelling that in isolation, my memories of the Luthoraine's character are completely dim, right? But in isolation, this glimpse you get into the Luthoraine's character is as if he just was born in prison. <laughs> <laughs> lived and died and was going to die in prison if he were not to get into WWE. But he was born there, he was raised there, and he subsisted entirely on a diet of peas. <laughs> Everything else is a luxury to him. <laughs> oh, fancy Dan with your turkey and your gravy and your grits and your biscuits. You've grits, not Yeah, not great. Not so good, Al. <laughs> oh, fancy Dan with your turkey and oh, your gravy. Meat that's not spoiled. <laughs> the, oh, you got yeah, you nicely cooked meat, have you? I've had peas before. <laughs> With the idea that he's just been eating peas. Just been eating peas
1: this entire time. So we go to the comment section. Once again, these do not reflect the views. Myself, the Daddy woes, or anyone at culture Wrestling.
2: It's time to play the game!
1: What game's that?
2: Did it, did it, did it, did it. Did it. How are the people of YouTube going to jerk off over this? So we have to decide what the comment is going to be that makes them horny and just. Dis- and dis- Wilborn made it when he was recapping the first. Yeah, segment. I know, I know, I know. Rude vile pig. So we're gonna have to I like, don't know What are we talking about? We're gonna have to, we're gonna have <laughs> to be put creative a cream here.
1: Pie in her face.
2: We're gonna have to be creative here because obviously someone's gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was me doing the cream pie to Joy. <laughs> so uh, it was him. It was him. It was a uh, Mr. Adam W. That's too obvious. Mr. A. Wilborn. Um. So we're gonna have to be creative here. About what someone else is going to say, because there's going to be at least ten comments talking about the cream pie. More uh, like Thanksgiving. That's, that's quite good. good. That's good. Or just give thanks to joy. <laughs> just give <giving> my cock.
0: <laughs> so things of that nature. No, mine um, pumpkin pie. Yeah. But, then, but then they wouldn't leave a blank, would they? No, yeah. i will yeah, talk, sure. talk
2: about pussy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, we go to the comment section. Once again, these do not reflect the views of myself, Daddy boys, or anyone at culture Wrestling. Uh, P. Boo Tyson. Turkey, okay, more like vagina. <laughs> P. Boo Tyson writes, uh, Big Show's neighbours never had Thanksgiving either because he always broke in and ate theirs. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. We don't uh, obviously don't we don't support those sorts of takes.
0: It's like the guy's like, "What did I do?" Picture,
1: like <laughs> I just, big sure got a bit of burn on you there. Big sure. Uh a regular occurrence here. Sidge. Uh Rich Fu just writes, "Oh, four was so different, man. Miss it. Was it? Was it different, or was it one of the worst?" I contend that ni- uh, two thousand four was the worst
2: year in the entire history of my modern professional wrestling fandom. So it was
1: different. It did hit different.
2: 2004 might be the very worst. The absolute very worst because you got something good, horrifically tainted now, obviously. And then they took it away, like, super quick. And you thought the reign of terror was over and you were wrong. Yeah. (laughs) More terror. He's a different kind of terror and he has... Kane is (laughs) Um, The amount of just, like, terrible call-ups. You thought NXT call-ups a few years ago were bad. Like, these knackers that were polluting developmental. Like... Like... Suzuki was he? Yeah. yeah, that was his year with uh, Rene Dupree. Their team together. That great American Bash 2004 can Mordecai versus oh, who really? was it? It was Bob Holly. Horka-Holly
0: at that. God, yeah, great American Bash. Damn it, it's desperate. Uh, Undertaker and Dudley's in the main event. Concrete crib. Oh, was that that one? Yeah. Bear in mind, of course, this is the exact same time period and year where um, Triple H was so confident as the uh, post Attitude era. It's okay, guys, I'm still around. Steve that, Bruce. The yeah,
2: ultimate Steve Bruce. That
0: uh, they fell out with Austin because he wanted to use Stone Cold in his film career and just forgot to renew The Rock's contract.
2: Like, even on a part-time bit. Like, Rock and Austin at the same time. It's like, we got, we got Hunter. What are we, we what are concerned about? 1995 is considered the actual worst, but Bret Hart was in it, and RJ Kong spinning backfisted people into oblivion. Mm-hmm.
1: Good hey, argument. Julian Manatee uh, just writes, cheese souffle, never forget. The I
0: think hit 2003 more than four, you know. I think about Austin as the sheriff. Oh, yeah, it was bleak. Yeah, redneck triathlon. Go, yeah. You had the better mania. Goldberg so we were, going
1: 20 minutes every week. Uh, uh, the lone wolf. <laughs> right, very good point. Right. The only food I ever had was the same bread and spoiled meat. One minute later. I had peas before. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, And then we get into the comments you quite rightly anticipated. Uh, Hotman718 writes, who's that girl? She's pretty hot. So it begins. So it begins. I feel like that's going to be the nicest uh, m'lady comment. Mm -hmm. Uh, Andrew Flood writes, in all caps, Giorgio Giovanni has great smooth legs!
2: (laughs) Um... All of the implication is that he's just checked every single pixel <laughs> for, for, like, just a hint of a, like, you know, like, a, I don't know, like a bit of a mark or something. It's like, yeah, are all smooth,
0: every bloody inch. Based on what we've had lately where people want to be an inanimate object, it's, it's just nice to get a bit of common garden perversion at this point, isn't it? Yeah. Like J, like JR and Jerry Lawler, all sort of end of the pier looking at legs. You like our legs. Yeah. Oh, God, I wish I was a pea. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've be been people people, uh, Sam just uh, in depth analysis of uh, this video. Joy shows her hot skin. <laughs> what? Oh, oh, I hate that because
2: it's like the one I actually removed from her flesh,
1: yeah. Oh. Uh, as if to babyface the legs guy, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's a couple of the old classic negs that come next, oh, you know, I when they're like, oh, that's yeah, no, but it's it's like I'm gonna compliment you, but I'm actually gonna say, and yeah, and know gonna what you're talking really about. I don't
2: me. say, do I want to. F- Hear it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, hideout writes, What? Hideout? I thought he said pied out. It's like, These guys aren't pied out. These guys could look at pies all day long. <laughs> never eat them. But they could eat the pies all day long. They'll never get pied out. Uh, he says, Oh, I love Joyce's smile. Definitely fits her face. <laughs> I don't really know what that means. <laughs> Uh, and flamboyant zero writes, obviously, Giorgio Giovanni is hot, but she looked better with a bob haircut. So don't <laughs> get uh, And finally, uh, the final comment here goes to Ganja Vet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, there are actual people, hypothetically, who I might have known were, oh, i a pro smoker. like, so all right, okay, do you get, <gasps> you
1: get paid for this?
2: Because you don't. So you're not a professional, are you?
1: So you're not a vet. <laughs> GanjaVet writes, oh. <laughs> right. oh, my teenage self when Joy came out, I kept Kleenex in business that year. <laughs> <laughs> Actually,
2: I don't understand. Oh, sorry, I get it. If you, you don't get that, he's came so hard and so often <laughs> that he went through, like, how did they produce billions of... Uh, Manipulating himself to tissue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he came a lot,
1: loads and loads. <laughs> Um, loads and loads of loads. Good. <laughs> so thanks once again to Vanessa from Chottenham. Yes, mate. Yes, suggestion If you want to do that, if you want to suggest, you know, some I don't know Thanksgiving diva segment uh, for next week. Um, what culture? Listen on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, uh, and if you do it on Spotify, screenshot the five star review Prove! and uh, email it to me, Adam at WhatCulture Back to Monday Night Raw. Very nearly the main event. Just quickly. I was just about to say, because I'm bloody starving. Uh, Belair says, uh, just wait until you see how our last team partner is. Uh, And Cathy Kelly says, oh, who's going to represent your team in singles action next week to determine who's going to have the War Games advantage? And Belair won't reveal it. And again, Bliss is slightly to the side here. Um, Gable and Otis come in. I don't know what was going on. It was all just a big schmoz, basically. A tease of the main event, perhaps. Bianca Belair and her friends leave. Gable brags about winning. Rollins appears and does, shoo, shoo, and I was like, oh, that's over. Um, and then we cut to Gorilla, where Ballard's about to go out, and he accepts Styles' as challenge, uh, and he says, "I'm going to go look what happened to Edge, look what happened to Rey Mysterio, and now I'm going to become United States champion. Anything you want to say about this? No. 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 Right, main event time. Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor for the United States championship. Um, After the break, after we got to a break with Rollins hitting a dive, of course. Uh, But when we come back, uh, Balor shoves Rollins right into the corner of the announce table. He avoids a stomp, does Balor, when they're back in the ring. Hits a sling blade, but runs right into a Rollins super kick. Rollins goes for a frog splash, but Balor counts into a cradle for a two count. It's just really good fun, this main event, basically. We go to another break. When we come back, uh, Rollins tries to powerbomb Finn Balor into the barricade. Where have I seen that before? But Bala slips out, drop kicks him into it. Uh, Rollins fights back, hits a sit-out powerbomb for two in the ring. Bala hits a drop kick. Uh, Rollins cuts him off as he goes up top, though, and hits a superplex. Um, but before, Balor, before Rollins... Transition into something else. Bala hits him with the 1916. Uh, for a two count, uh, they trade counters, Rollins hits a Falcon Hour for a two count as well and then it's just chaos basically, Judgment Day run out for a distraction, Balor schoolboys Rollins for a two uh, Rollins gets distracted again and Balor hits that double foot stomp of his, then out comes Mia Yim and the rest of the OC, they brawl with Judgment Day, Carl uh, uh, Anderson and Dominic Mysterio end up in the ring, Anderson gets uh, Anderson takes out Dom and Balor takes out Anderson, uh, in the midst of all this, Balor hits a drop king and goes up top but the I don't know what the bloody hell's going on. And AJ Styles uses this as an opportunity to shove Balor off the top rope. And as the two teams brawl through the crowd, Rollins hits Balor with the curb stomp. One, two, three. Rollins retains the United States Championship. But then immediately after match, in comes Austin Theory to attack Rollins. Hits him with the A-Town down. Chucks him around ringside. Hits another A-Town down. Hits him with a title belt. And he stands tall over Seth Rollins as the show goes off the air.
0: In terms of the match, honestly, like I was grateful for the gaga. It wasn't bad, but it was never going to be exceptional. So I, as much as I was enjoying it, and there was a couple of callbacks to the, the few times these two have feuded now, um, and the, the like they were doing the counters as if to say, God, these know each other inside out, and they both put each other on the shelf, and they've got all this history and stuff. So I quite like that, but that had a ceiling, especially bec- with its place on Monday Night Raw, for a United States title that's still working on rehabbing. So I like, was enjoying it, but I was going to get no more until all the stables come out, and they came out in the right order. This goes all the way back to how um, AW used to book its like stable wars is that they, the heels have got to be seen to be cheating and the baby face is supposed to there to avenge the cheating um, and then obviously AJ Styles finally been able to just take that moment the numbers are finally level so I can finally get to Finn Balor so that all made sense of this situation between the two groups and then Seth getting the win that he still had to earn that wasn't entirely ill gotten so I quite liked how all this finish played out I didn't feel didn't to me there wasn't anything that felt cheapened by it. Put it like that, which I think some people might be a bit precious about this combination. Uh, and again, a, a decent continuation of what I think was an earnestly good week for Austin Theory. So I had quite a lot of fun with this. I wasn't. I kind of pretend that it was just like the hottest thing. I'm going to remember it by the end of the year. But I thought
2: it was a decent bit of telly. I thought it was a decent bit of telly, yeah. and I've got very little more to add. And not just saying that because I'm really hungry at this point. And in fact, I need a piss as well. Um, <laughs> I did get the sense watching this um, that everyone involved was having a good day at work mm. to use an old pamphlet ism um, People enjoyed having the payday. People enjoyed being in and, a, in and around the main event picture. And um, Styles, not Styles, Ballet and Rollins in particular were just busting stuff out that you thought, we've got Triple H's trust. We can kind of do this. And they just seemed to really enjoy it. Mm. And it was halfway um, good as a result. Very good. Bit of telly. By this point, I'd already given up on the idea of enjoying the show, so it had a personally weird subjective
1: ceiling. See, I loved the main event, uh, like, like you two, and then, yeah, the, the, the theory stuff, I was like, there's a chance here. Mm. There's a, a bow on the end of this this show arc of him snapping and, yeah, rediscovering his dark side. If they
0: push him with the conviction they buried him, he'll get over. Yeah,
1: he kind <laughs> of <is. laughs> Well, let us know your thoughts on Monday Night Raw on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch well, there. you can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at... Michael Hamflit. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE, as I said. And make sure you subscribe to what Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from, uh, for daily wrestling podcasts. We'll be back a little bit later on today to look ahead to the show formerly known as NXT Dubai. Oh! oh! But for now, this has been the Raw Review. My thanks to the Dally Boys. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon